Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shanks Show. Hour number three of our show. Welcome back. I'm Bill Shanks. Live from Coach's Corner. Victory Drive here in Thunderbolt slash Savannah. 3016 Victory Drive. We appreciate Kevin from Dublin coming in, his buddy Chris from Savannah coming in, talking with us a little bit. We've had several come in. We appreciate it very much. I, I, I know it's stupid to keep on saying this, but if I ever get depressed, I'm going to come to Savannah because you folks are awfully nice to me, and I'm very appreciative of that for all of you coming in who say you listen, and that's great. We're, we're so happy that the listenership and continues to grow in Savannah, and we appreciate it very much. Bulldog baseball coming up here in about an hour. Those of you who have in Brunswick, we can't air Georgia baseball. So we will have the first hour of this show from earlier today on again. We are talking a little bit about the rumor of a potential trade with Justin Fields. Rick Flatford, who is on with us most Wednesdays about the Falcons, has heard that the Falcons may want to get something done with Justin Fields in the next 48 hours. This might be the direction they're going to go, at least first. Uh, Yeah, Terry on Twitter. Fields left UGA because the first baseman of the baseball team, that's right, it was a baseball player, made some racist remarks in the stands. I believe the first baseman was kicked off the baseball team. That's right. Thank you, Terry. For helping me there it was not just a fan it was a member of the baseball team that's right and that player was kicked off and he admitted making some comments i think he was drunk at the georgia florida game if i remember i mean no excuse don't get me wrong but i think that's what it was and now i remember it was a member of the baseball team yep well again i think justin was leaving anyway i'm not saying that he wasn't bothered by that but i i, I think he was leaving anyway but anyway um, you know, it wasn't not anything he did. He couldn't beat out Jake Fromm, so there was that. But still, um, he went to Ohio State and obviously was a good quarterback for them. Got drafted by the Bears and maybe on the move. All right, the bases are loaded, and later on I will too. Just kidding. Mike and Cordell is first. Hello, sir. Hello there, my brother. How are Thank you, you for holding. I appreciate it. Oh, and no problem. Uh I had read on, on the internet, just Google, wherever I read it. I believe, and I may be wrong, it might have been Peter King or somebody that suggested that the Falcons take a long look at Rattler. You know, he was the MVP of the Senior Bowl and all that. And he is a good quarterback. problem was, you know, if I had have been rushing against South Carolina's line this year, I could have sacked him. Shoot, <laughs> I'm 68 years <laughs> But he's got all the tools. That, that makes, you know, maybe the second. If he was there in the third round, I'd grab him in a heartbeat. Now, as far as feels, I agree with you. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't commit to too much third-round pick and maybe a fifth-round next in 25, and that'd be it. 
they won't do that, then there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft. But yeah. Now, the two guys from Dublin, um, um, I, I didn't want them to know. Now, I, you know myself, I'm a diehard Georgia Tech fan, but I thought the world of Eric Russell, especially when he went to Southern. Sure. Um, and one of the things I can remember, they were playing for the, I don't know why I can remember it, but they were playing for the national championship against South Dakota State. And it was cold as an outhouse in North, at the North Pole. And snowing. And I can remember him having that great big old uh, coverall suit on, but no hat. <laughs> the tough son of a gun had his, had his headphones on, but no hat. I think the wind chill was down close to zero. <laughs> Well, he was a character. Not many people that can even top what Eric Russell was. And I was around him a little bit. He was something. He was uh, funny and genuine and just an old, tough son of a gun and football coach, you know. I know some guys that played for, for him at Georgia, a couple of them back when I was younger. And when he'd run drills, boy, he, he wouldn't have a helmet on. Said when practice oh, was over and he'd button heads with him, he looked like some wrestler. His head was bleeding and all that. Oh, yeah. So he'd get right down there in there with him. And, and that's the old advantage to teach. Coach, uh, a lot of times kids don't care how much you know, how much you care. Yeah. And well, they loved him and they knew, they knew he cared. I think my favorite Irk story. Not when I was around him, but I was in high in uh, college at Georgia, and my roommate got one of those videos that the Georgia Athletic Association would come out with, and I think it was about the junkyard dogs back in what was it seventy seven seventy eight whatever. Yeah. And there was an interception in Athens at Sanford Stadium, right near the Georgia sideline, and you saw the player like catch the ball around his own 35-yard line and run to the west end zone. And all of a sudden, Mike, you see this bald-headed fella come right up by the side of him, running at the same speed, and then tackled him in the end zone and just dogpiled his defensive player for having to pick six. I mean, I, I laughed at that. I re, We rewound that booger on something you called a VCR, boys and girls, and laughed our ass off at that old fool running down there like that, it was just it was hilarious. It was like, that's typical Irk Russell. He was great. Now, who wouldn't want to play for somebody like that? I know. He was something, though. He was. He was. He was. Oh, All right, no. Mike, thank you. We appreciate very much, as always. Eddie in Ackworth is next. Hey, Eddie. How you doing today, Bill? Good. Hey, just real quick on the uh, Justin thing that happened before I get to Fields coming to Atlanta, possibly. We all forget back in when he did the transfer, I think it was 18, you couldn't just transfer willy-nilly. You had to make a hardship case to the NCAA to be granted a transfer. And we have a bad taste in our mouth because, one, Luke Ford tried to transfer because his grandmother was dying, and they wouldn't let him. And then Justin Fields, I don't think it was Justin. I think it was his lawyer. But they played the race card on that. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have. That's what happened. That's what happened. But he played that card. And 
that got him the transfer, according to everything that I read. And the ironic thing about that is that his sister, Jaden Field, is playing softball at the same university that he claimed was a racist university. So that's where some of that bad taste comes in. But yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. you're, you're right, and I mentioned that, that it wasn't like it is now with the transfers. You, you had to have a reason and an excuse right. to transfer. And uh, the Ford situation with his grandparent dying uh, was awful. They would not approve that, and yet they allowed Justin Fields. But regardless, if he didn't want to be there, he didn't want to be there. I think they were right. just looking for an right. excuse. I'm not saying that kid who, yes, was a baseball player did not say – I think he admitted he said what he was accused yes. of saying. But regardless, Justin didn't want to be there. And now right. that's you know happens all the time. It's no big deal. But it was not as easy back six years ago. Right, and that's why I personally don't lay that at the feet of Justin Fields. He wanted out, and that was the out, and he used it or his lawyer did, or whatever. So, you know, whatever. That's just the way it worked back then. But, you know, I, I'm, you know me, Bill. I've been wanting Justin Fields. I argued with your previous co-host about this years ago when we took Kyle Pitts at four. I've been wanting Justin Fields. I wanted him at four. I want him today. Bring him in. And the two guys that were on, I'm sorry, their names escaped Kevin and Chris, I guess it was. Y'all were talking yeah. about what we're giving up. Nothing was brought up about a player. I think a player may be involved here, Bill. And I think... I keep going back to this. Raheem Morris is yet to name Kyle Pitts as one of the guys he's excited to coach. Has not mentioned Correct. his name yet. I think he may be involved in the deal. Now, I understand the Bears have Cole Komet at tight end, really good. They have D.J. Moore. Kyle Pitts can play wide receiver. He's that kind of a player. He's a weapon, and he's healthy, I think. So, I really think a player may be involved there. Just keep that eighth pick and that second-round pick, and I'm tickled pink. Um. Well, I've just got word from another source. This could happen tonight. So the Justin Fields rumor is getting louder as we go along here. And um, so evidently this is possibly happening soon, that Justin Fields could be traded to the Atlanta Falcons. Again, I'm just repeating what I'm being told. If it doesn't happen, don't panic or whatever, but I'm getting two reports now, one from Rick Flatford, obviously, that this could uh, possibly happen here, that they're trying to push for it, and another report that this could happen tonight near dinner. So, uh, there you go. So, you may get your wish, Eddie. That's great to hear, Bill. I'll say it again, that my little crazy scenario we talked about a few weeks ago could come true. You get Justin Fields, and at eight, you're sitting there looking at Brock Bowers or Dallas Turner. Who you take it? It may very well happen. Well, I'm picking Brock. I mean, I, 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 I you know, I, and I hope he's gone. To be honest with you, I hope Brock Bowers is gone, so I won't have to be disappointed when they don't pick him, like we had the last two years, right? I mean, right. that would probably be better for our blood pressure because if they pass on Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, and Brock Bowers in three consecutive years, we may have a conniption. Well, I'll leave you with this. Raheem Morris has grown on me almost every day, and you saw what he said. I think you read it about what Kirby Smart, their relationship he was asked about, and he said his relationship is jealous. He said, they have two championships over there. I'd like some of that here. And he said, I'm going to go around and root for the dogs and wear my dog stuff. Could you ever even hear Arthur Smith saying that? He probably would say, well, Kirby Smart needs to be jealous of me. I'm a genius. That's what that jerk would say. I love what Raheem said. 
Well, I think Arthur Smith was an idiot. I've said it for three years. He never impressed me, and I'm glad as hell that he's gone because he was just uh, he was a disaster as a, as a head coach. He, he never showed us anything, and thank God they lost the last two to get him the hell out of there, to be honest with you. Eddie, thank you very much. 478-646-ESPN. Keith and Macon, hello. Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. How are you? I am well, thank you. So, um, you know, just want to weigh in here. I'm, you know, like Eddie. Um, I wanted Justin years ago and still would love to see him have an opportunity. You know, with that, this being his fourth year, you pick up the option, you got two years to make a decision. Is is he a franchise quarterback or not? And, um, Kylie, I'd love to trade Cal Pitts for him and stay right there at eight. And if Brock's failed there, that would be great. But, you know, I don't know that that's going to be the case, but, well, there's you know, no way they're going to give up eight for this guy. I mean, it, it would be a second or third or some combination, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think if there, there, there's too many needs on this team for them to give up eight, right? I mean, there's just too many. They, they still have some holes to fill. I concur. I don't think they'll give up eight. If there's, I thought if they gave up pits and they still sitting there at eight, they'd be in great shape to, you know, pick up yeah. a Brock Byers. And, and if Byers is gone – you trade back to 10th or 12th because you know the Broncos want to jump up there for a quarterback. And then the Turner or Verse or even a Terry and Arnold, who's probably the best cornerback in the draft, um, you know, you, you can spend that on the defensive side. Um, you know, I'd like to see them do something along that second, fifth combination type thing. And... Let it be based on results from this year. Let it come out of next year's draft. You know, Chicago's got enough yeah. They don't need it this year. So, no. um, conditional. Yeah, that's a good you – know? and, and if they did that, you know, if they – let's say they gave a third rounder this year and a fourth rounder next year or something like that. I mean, at least the pick in the fourth round next year would be later, right, because hopefully the Falcons are going to be better to where they're not they're, – they're not picking in the top ten of every round. Um, if they do, they're going to have a – a very disappointing season again, but yeah, I mean, I I think that's something to think about. But you know, look, I, I I've been so indifferent about all these options, and am I convinced that this is the perfect thing to do if it does happen? No. Am I going to be like terribly disappointed? No, because hey, I'm curious as to what Justin Fields can do, and and you know, I I've said for two months, three months, however it was it was since the game where they played Chicago, where they lost the Bears, thank God, you know, I, I, there was no question in my mind, I don't even know if the numbers were better or not, but there was no question in my mind looking at Justin Fields two years in a row that he was better in 2023. So what does that mean when he joins a team that does have a pretty good group of skilled players around him? Now, he had some good players around him, obviously, with, with uh, the running game there, not bad at all at, with Chicago, but I, I think Atlanta's is better. So, um, you know, I think that could help him a little bit. And what can Zach Robinson do with this kid? So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd be on, on, on board with this if this were to happen. Um, if it's two second-round picks, I may not like it as much. Uh, but we'll see. You know, if, if it's getting ready to happen, it's going to happen. And, you know, we'll see what the price is. And he's got to produce. We know that. And, look, here's the thing, Keith. This will give him a chance to come home. Some people don't do well at home. Some people do. He probably knows with them having the first pick, hey, they don't want me. 
I got to go prove wherever I go to Atlanta or anywhere else that I am a really good quarterback. Here's his chance. So, for a kid who needs to prove that, let's see what he can do. I, I agree, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Enjoy your show. Um, uh, it's uh, it only gets better and better. Thanks, sir. Thank you, thank you, Keith. We appreciate your comments. All right, Wade from Jacksonville. There's heavy rumors going around about Justin Fields. What do you think? Well, I like the I like Derek because then I'm not getting no one draft pick. There's no way I would trade my whole farm to that. You know, I wouldn't trade my whole team, my whole no. draft pick for that. No, I don't think it'll be a, a lot. Um, I'm talking about. I, I'm talking about they got the number one pick, Bill. Justin Fields, they're probably going to trade a – I heard it was a second and Irby, uh, Alberti or whatever his name, a linebacker. I don't know. We don't know what it's going to be. If It it sounds like it may be close. Something may happen tonight, but we have no idea what it's going to be. We have no idea. What do you think of it like that with Zach Robinson as our – Well, I think Zach Robinson, like I just said, I think if Zach Robinson gets his hands on Justin Fields – that's an interesting combination. Justin Fields is not the type of quarterback that Zach Robinson had in Los Angeles, obviously, with Matthew Stafford. But I think Zach is a quarterback guru. He has a very good reputation as a, as a coach who can do good things with quarterbacks. And therefore, there's no doubt Justin has talent. Justin has talent. He can run the ball. He's proven that. And the pass is there. The, the, you know, it, how much better can he get with a touch? How much better can he get – with the accuracy. That's the thing. You know, part of the reason why I think Kirk Cousins is, is attractive to teams, even at his age, hell, he completed 70% of his passes this past season before he got hurt. You don't have that happen very often anymore. So, um, Justin would have to get better at that, hopefully having someone like Drake London, and they're going to add to the receiver core. So, hopefully having a running back like Robinson would help him a great deal. So, the potential is there for him to get better and to make that next step. It's just going to be up to him. That's right. And also, here's the deal with me about that. I like the move in that regard, but the only reason I'm worried about it, he's the same kind of player like Ritter in a way by turning the ball over. That's the only reason – I'm too hesitant on that. That's the only reason. He turns the ball too much sometimes, you know? Well, he got a little bit better at that this past year, I think. And, and again, it's improvement. It, you know, this guy was not slam dunk day one. He's going to be a stud. He, 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 we knew he's – and part of that was because he didn't play three full seasons in college. He didn't have that kind of experience because of transferring from UGA. So, what is he going to be able to do? I mean, I think there's a lot of – interesting things about this is, is the development. We had a really good receiver this year with the Moore kid who, uh, DJ Moore, who they got from Chicago in the big trade a year ago. He was a huge target for for Justin Fields. He did not have the running game behind him. He doesn't have to come to Atlanta and run because the Falcons have two, dra- uh, two running backs with Tyler Algier and B. John Robinson, right? So it's not like he can come here and has to run. I'm not saying he won't run. Certainly he will because he knows how to do it. But can he just simply get better as a passer and become a premium player at that position? That's what everybody's going to want to know about. Hey, Wade, thank you. we got to run. 478-646-ESPN. Phone lines are wide open. Again, the rumors about Justin Fields are getting a little loud here this afternoon. And so if this is going to happen, your thoughts. 
Scott and Cochran has messaged me that he hates mushrooms and loves the Eagles. There you go, Scott. Back with more right after this. Forty-five years ago. Unbelievable. Somebody's gonna hurt someone before the night is through. <laughs> Somebody's gonna come undone. There's nothing we can do. Everybody wants to touch somebody. If it takes all night. The Eagles are our band of the week. Oh, heartache tonight. I'm truly shocked at how long ago these great songs were. And these songs are played, of course, on radio stations all over the world. Still today, and they're still popular like they were 45 years ago, but 45 years for Heartache Tonight. 1979 from the long run album, it reached number one in the Hot 100. It was the group's final chart topping song of the Hot 100. And <laughs> Chris, oh yes, I remember this, Chris. In 1983, it was redone by Conway Twitty. How many of you remember the Conway Twitty version of Heartache Tonight? Have we had a Conway Twitty week yet, Chris? I believe we have. Um, I have to double check. I, I on think that, that was when Russ was here. That's probably why Russ quit and went to Nebraska. Yeah, I, th- I, I remember Russ being very disgusted during that during that yeah. show. Yeah, Conway Twitty was Russ's favorite country music singer. <laughs> Cali, yeah, I remember the Conway Twitty version of this song, which I don't really want to remember. Actually, Bill, all right, welcome back. Go ahead, Chris. Actually, Bill, we haven't featured Conway Twitty. No, we haven't. Oh, well, Chris, I think we know what needs to happen on what March thirteenth. No, that's my birthday. I do not want Conway Twitty on my birthday. <laughs> um, the next available date is March twenty seventh. Okay, so we have the dates already. Who's who's on the 13th? Uh, bon Jovi, unless you want something else. Yeah, I don't want Bon Jovi on All the right. 13th. I'll, I'll think of somebody else. Who's okay. on the 20th? Uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh, wow. Okay, I like that. Next week it's Billy Idol. Yep. Eyes Without a Face. All right, welcome back to our broadcast here. Phone lines are open, 478-646-ESPN. Uh, once again, kind of the big story we're kind of tracking here is that uh, the rumors of Justin Fields to Atlanta are a little louder this afternoon. Rick Flatford, our Falcons guest on Wednesdays during football season, reporting that the Falcons would like to have something done about this tonight. Uh, he also just messaged me that there are some rumors now popping up that Seattle is also involved in the talks for Justin Fields. I don't know if I buy that or not, although Seattle, 
I mean, Seattle does have Geno. Seattle does have an older quarterback, but they – I don't know. I don't know if I buy that or not. That may be a smoke screen. I don't think there's anybody except the the Falcons that are bidding against uh, – bidding for Justin Fields. I don't want the Falcons to bid against themselves – so I, I just don't know if there's anybody out there that's truly going after Justin Fields. So what do you think about that? If Justin Fields is, in fact, the first new quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, is it depending on the price? Does it depend on, I mean, what? What do you think? 478-646-ESPN is our number. You can also go on Twitter at Bill Shanks. T.A. Wolfhound says, Pro Football Focus has my favorite seven-round mock draft. This is Ian Cummings he's speaking of. And he says he has the Justin trade included. And he also says he loves the Eagles and mushrooms. Mushrooms are nasty. Smoking them or eating them, especially. I've never done either, but I sure as hell ain't going to do it now. Um, did I read this about – oh, yeah, I didn't read this from Dino. I don't see Fields being much better than Ritter. Bears ain't great, but he didn't make them better either. I don't like it. I'd rather have Daniels trade up and get a rookie contract for four or five years. You know, um, obviously the Falcons are going to have to make a, a pretty quick decision on, on Justin Fields if they do get him now. We're speculating because he's been in the league for three years. And, and again, for, for those of you wanting to know his stats – so last year in 13 games, the Bears were 5-8 and eight in the games he quarterbacked. He threw for 61.4% of his passes, 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 2,562 yards, and he ran for 657 yards and 4 touchdowns. 2022... He had 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions in 15 games with 2,242 yards, 60.4 completion percentage. So a lower completion percentage, one more touchdown, two more interceptions, and two more games, but 300 fewer yards. But he ran that year in 2022 for 1,143 yards, which is pretty good for a quarterback, obviously. Rookie season, 12 games, 10 played. 58.9% completion percentage, 10 touchdowns, excuse me, I'm sorry, 7 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So there is improvement there. How much and how much will he continue to improve? By the way, uh, and Justin Fields, who, of course, played at uh, Georgia and Ohio State, went to Harrison High School, is 25 years old on March the 5th, which is next week. Eddie, formerly of Macon. Hey. Hey, Bill. How you doing? I'm great. What you up to? Man, I got off jacked up when I heard you got a Conway Twitty week coming on. That's what I called, <laughs> that's what I called Chris about. Look, What's I your want, favorite Conway Twitty tune? Let me guess. It's, it's Can I guess? Leave, Bill. <laughs> Look, you I like want, that one better than, hello, darling. Yeah, nice man, nothing, nothing's better than it's only made believe. <laughs> I tell you what, Bill, I, 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 I was talking to Chris about it. I want to sing it live on your show when y'all have Conway Twitty week. 
because we will make that happen. We will allow you to sing that live on the show that week. I promise you. Yeah, Chris said I got a week. I mean, I got about a month to get ready, so I can really hone this thing down. And I was telling Chris, when I sing this song, Bill, I can make you cry. I mean, I can literally make you cry. I believe I that. Eat, you know, I and, and I, we're making fun of old Conway, but Conway did sing some good soon, tunes. And Conway and Loretta, Mississippi Woman, Louisiana Man, what was it called? What was that damn song called? That was it, Mississippi Woman, Louisiana Man. Yeah, they were having a fling right there in the bayou. Yeah, boy, I tell you what, they had a chemistry bill. It was, they were good. You're right. Yeah. Hey, Eddie, can you believe these Eagles songs are 45 years old? Isn't that nuts? Bill, it, it, it is nuts. It, uh, it's like we're in Groundhog Day with this classical music. I'm telling you, I, I was weaned <laughs> on this stuff, and I may get tired of some of them sometimes. But, but uh, it, it makes me feel old. But I tell you what makes me feel old is I was telling Dr. Day, I see Lou Al said what the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on TV, he can't walk 30 feet without getting winded. And I remember seeing this picture on Life magazine coming out of Powers High School named Lou Al Sender wondering who, where he's going to go to college at. That makes you feel old. Oh, yeah. I know. It does. Hell, I, I was in Athens yesterday driving through the campus of the University of Georgia. made me feel like I was Bob Hope at a at – a, Navy show. <laughs> well, you, you, I got a lot of years on you, Bill. You just a young fuck. I, I was kicking butt when I was your age. Now, now I know, I, I know you were. I, we were taking a spin class together when you were my age, for crying out loud, weren't we? Hey, we were riding a hell out of that damn bicycle. <laughs> That's right. I was so jacked up when that class was over, I couldn't shut my mouth up for three hours. I had such adrenaline flowing through me, you know. Hey, Lynn. Yeah. Has he ever shut his mouth any time in life? Not much. I tell you, just like my mouth and shut it, but no, not much. <laughs> I, I said it sometimes. But Bill, get to the Falcons. I, I've been meaning to tell you this. I think getting Raheem Morris was an excellent move. I think he done a great job when he filled in. He filled in at the Petrino split in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. No, he was the no, he was the he was the uh, interim when Dan Quinn got fired after starting 0 five in twenty twenty. He done a good job that year, yeah, Bill. He did. He done a he done a good job. I like I love his attitude. I love his attitude. Well, I'm I'm behind him. I mean, I, I I it wasn't my preference, but that's okay. I'm I'm behind him, and I he hasn't said or done anything to make me not like the hire. So I'm with you. I agree. I'm I'm excited, and I'm wanting to be successful, and I hope he and Terry Fontenot can be left the heck alone and do their thing. I know when you look at the draft field. I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm just a layman drafter, you know. And I know I could have put together something over the last 50 years a hell of a lot better than what they put out there. <laughs> Especially when it comes to the offensive line, you know. God, you can go back and look at the linemen we passed up. And we ain't, we ain't talking about all pros. We talking about Canton, linemen that's going to camp. Yeah. You know. I know. And that, that's what aggravates me. When they, when they, when they put Justin Schaefer over Johnny Soft, 
Jamar Sawyer the other year. That just that, that, that might be the one that got me worse than anyone that ever did. That was worse I know. than Bruce Sard over Rodney Hampton. You yeah, know, that was pretty bad that day. You're right. Well, and you know what? If you're if if a fan base is going nuts over a sixth round pick that you screwed up, you know you've got a history for screwing up to begin with, and they do. You, you got that right. I'm, 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 I've laid bed at nights before, just trying to figure out what was the very worst draft pick the Falcons <laughs> ever made, and it always goes back to that kid from Auburn that robbed that doggone kid with the BB gun, the piece of delivery guy. <laughs> Andre Bruce. And all this trouble we have in this year, Bill, every bit of it's Auburn's fault. Everything that happened to us this year is Auburn's fault. Every what are you doing, Lynn? Damn, they're in the wrong way. Well, <laughs> I just like to get killed. Please don't. Please don't. No. Because you're not driving, are you? No, he's not driving. No. Thank please. God. She, she's driving. She done made me lose my dang line of thought, Bill. I had something good on coming up. <laughs> Andre Bruce. Andre Bruce was awful. Yeah, Andre Bruce, he, he was awful. But, dang, I was getting into something else, and I done totally lost it. When I saw my life flash before my eyes as that car pulled out in front of us. See, we said take a left off Eisenhower on the table. But instead of taking the left behind the car that was taking the left in front of us, he took one in front of the car, in front of him taking the left. Oh, my God. Hey, now, look, Eddie, Lynn's not one of those drivers that drives slow in the left lane. You don't let her do that, do you? That's Eddie. No, that ain't me. No, I have to what she's doing in the left lane. Left lane, passing lane, Bill. I tell you, if these cops don't start pulling some of these slow drivers in the left lane over and throwing them in prison... I'm going to start taking it in my own hands. Bill, I'm going to do a it. citizen's arrest like Gomer. You know what I mean? Oh, hell, if they got that, just shoot one or two of them and leave them there. That'd be in that crap. <laughs> I mean, that'd be All right, crap. Eddie. Hey, thank you. you. I'll be good. We'll talk to you soon, okay? I got, I got a month now. I'm serious about this. That's my best song, right. Bill. God bless you, Lynn. If he's going to be practicing Conway Twitty songs for a month, God bless you, Lynn. Hell, she done run out of car from me now, Bill. I think I scared her. <laughs> All right. All right, Eddie. Thank you very much. Brian is in Savannah. Hey, Brian, how are you? <laughs> hey, Bill, how you doing? You got to follow that, Brian, so be careful. Well, I, I don't know if I can follow that. I actually <laughs> forgot what I was going to talk about. Listen <laughs> to that. Oh, he's a piece of work now. Oh, that was fun. Uh, it says Justin Fields, so it must have been Justin Fields you wanted to talk about. Well, uh, yeah, a little bit about Justin Fields. I want to tell you, I used to – I coached high school football, and I was a quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. And I coached – well, one, I coached in Arizona, in Tucson, and I was like, this is like coaching Little League football in Arizona. They don't wow. know how football played in Georgia. But being a quarterback's coach, I was thinking everybody keeps saying they want, you know, whatever that guy's name is, that's the offensive coordinator now in Atlanta. 
Fields won't work. They want a pocket passer because he's worked with Stafford and he's worked with um. Yeah, uh, mainly Stoke. Stafford. Yeah. And I, but I'm like, you know, I mean, as a quarterback, as a former quarterback coach, I mean, I'm probably, obviously, not as good as he was, but you always want somebody that can run. You can teach somebody to throw. You can't teach somebody to run. Yeah, I think there's obvious advantages to having someone that has the skill set that Justin has. And I, I think the thing with Justin's always been about trying to develop him as a passer. And I saw, again, in this last season, compared to the year before, a better quarterback. Now, can Zach Robinson, the coordinator you spoke of, can he take a player like this, a skill set like this, and take it to the next level? Well, you know, the only thing I always would complain about with Desmond Ritter was I didn't think he was being developed. I never thought he was – maybe – and look, maybe Desmond Ritter just sucked. Let's just be honest. Maybe he did. I hope that's the case because if he wasn't developed and goes somewhere and plays better, then we're going to know exactly how bad this coaching staff really was It just got fired. But I hope that if Justin Fields is the selection, that he can come in and that Zach Robinson can, in fact, work with him develop his game because the skill set's there. I would think that would be a kind of a raw piece of clay that a quarterback guru would be really tempted to try to mold into a solid NFL player. So that part excites me. Yeah, I mean, I remember when he was coming out of high school and I was like, oh, my God, he's going to Georgia. And then it's like, what is he going to become? They were saying when he came out of high school, he was going to be the number one draft pick. Yeah. Well, when he came out of when he came out of Harrison High School and signed with Georgia, he was the top-rated player of all the recruiting services that Georgia had ever signed. The top-rated player ever. Now, of course, they weren't doing this back in 1980, but in the recruiting cycles, the top-rated player they have ever signed. And then, of course, he got blocked by Jake Fromm. So um, the skill set's always been there, and and I, I think that's that's going to be the temptation. Can he get better? Can he become that type of quarterback that can lead a team to the to the Super Bowl? That's what you want these days. Oh, absolutely. I, I read an article that they were talking about the Chicago players were talking about his leadership, and he's taken over that team. Like, he, he is, even when he does something wrong or does something bad, he's his leadership, and he is really like, like, and they said in the article, like, it's quarterback is from the head up. Yeah. Like, you have to be smart to be a quarterback. You know, you have to, like, take over, or you have to know what to do and all that kind of stuff. And they said he's actually getting way hugely better at that. At well, and that's great to hear, because I'll tell you what, Brian, when I saw in his first preseason exhibition game, Matt Ryan cuts his offensive line out as a rookie. I'm like, holy crap, yeah. we got a quarterback. Yep. You know? I mean, that showed me enough right there. And then, obviously, the skill set was there, different from Justin. But still, you could see that skill set was there. But when he took that leadership on that sideline and pointed his finger at those offensive linemen and telling them whatever he was telling them sternly, that was pretty impressive. Yes, and that's interesting because last time we talked, but what two days ago we were we were both in the Glenn Dorsey camp and then it was like okay <laughs> Matt Ryan was a good pick oh. yeah 
That's right. That's right. He, he was pretty good. All right, Brian, thank you very much. We appreciate it. 478-646-ESPN. That is our number. We are at Coach's Corner. Don't forget, we've got Georgia baseball coming up at about 15 minutes from Athens, Georgia, and Michigan State, except for those of you in Brunswick who will hear the first hour of this program once again. We are back with more sports talk from coaches right after this. Glenn Fry died 19, or rather 19, I'm sorry, 2016. And he was great. We, you know, we ought to have a Glenn Fry. We need to put that down, Chris. All right, That'd I'll be add good to the list. With that, with this, he had a ton of good singles we could have on there. So Don Henley is 76 years old. Joe Walsh is 76 years old. Timothy B. Schmidt, 76 years old. And Glenn Fry died eight years ago at 67, so he would be 75. He's a little bit younger than the other three originals, and that's crazy. Don Felder, 76 as well. It's crazy. It's crazy how all these guys are, and uh, they were they were great. Vince Gill, of course, now touring with them. He is 66 years old now, so he's still pretty good himself, and he's fitting well. I've heard him with them, and he's he's pretty good. Of course, Don Henley also had his solo career that was great. We can have Don Henley as well. Christopher would be a bad one to to do sometime down the the road. Yep, it'd be good. So, um, anyway, great Eagles songs. Jay Red's wrong. I think. Have we? What are the results of the Eagles question you had? Do we have that, Christopher? Uh, right now it is. Oh, yeah, I'm refreshing is. real quick. It's after 85 votes, 81.2 say yes, 18.8 percent say no. There you go. And the other one. The other question of the day 
for 99 votes here. Do you like to eat mushrooms? 52.5 of you say yes. I hope you use freaking scope when you're around me. And 43 of you, 43% of you say no. 4% of you say they make me fart. So there you go. Our two very important questions of the day. All right. Um, someone just wrote on Twitter. Of course, if it's on Twitter, it's got to be true. That in Vegas, the, the folks who do these kind of things have taken the teams after Atlanta off the board. So, again, the rumors that we're, we're hearing about, about Justin Fields are getting louder, and that may mean nothing. Uh, it may just be Internet chatter. But, of course, we have heard from Rick Flatford, our Falcons guru on Wednesdays, that uh, the Falcons would like a resolution of this pretty quickly. So that could mean something. It may mean nothing. <laughs> I mean, you just, you, just, you just don't know. The trade talks, I, I say all the time to people, when you're talking about trade talks, it, you know, it, it's, it, it's so volatile and it's a fluid situation. And what you hear at 553 may be different than what you heard at 543. Things can change, obviously. And, but there is a lot of chatter out there about the Falcons and Justin Fields, so maybe we'll know tomorrow when we reconvene here on the show. Don't know. Uh, Georgia baseball, there's some bad weather up in Athens, so um, I, I, I don't think they're going to start the game until 6.15. That's the word I just saw on Twitter. So we may have a little bit of a Jeff Danzler David Johnston talk show. So that would be awesome if that happens for rain delay programming with David and Jeff. So uh, keep that in mind. But the the dogs are coming on in all the areas except for Brunswick at the top of the hour. They are playing Michigan State, and they will try to uh, extend their season starting win streak to nine. They are 8-0 after their win last night or yesterday against Presbyterian. So we'll see how that goes tonight against Michigan State. Of course, this weekend, the big Georgia-Georgia Tech series, first in Atlanta, then in Athens, then back out in Gwinnett at the Gwinnett Stripers Park Cool Today Field for game three of that series, and we'll see how that goes. Always a pleasure to be in Savannah. It's always great. People are always so kind. Come in and say hello. We appreciate it very much. Coach's Corner, one of our favorite places. Great food. Great bands. Of course, we'll let you know about the bands each and every week that we can. But we always love to come to Coaches, and we appreciate John Henderson very, very much. We'll be here again in a couple weeks as well. For now, I'm Bill Shanks. Thanks for being with us. Brunswick, you got hour one of the show. Everybody else, the dogs, are coming up with Jeff and David. Thanks for listening to The Bill Shanks Show.